with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. real talk. And here we go, here we go. Real Talk Memphis, even with the theme in the background, is on the radio. (laughs) It's Monday evening, the 24th day of January 2022. Welcome to another edition of Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us uh, for the ride for the next uh, 60 minutes or so. Gang's all here, and uh, we are Fired up and ready to go, and hopefully uh, we have a good show broadcast for you this evening. You know, we work hard to try to bring you a little entertainment and also a little information as well, and I think we have a a nice guest list to be able to do all of that. We'll uh, get into that in just a few minutes, but um, I'm hoping that uh, since uh, we last visited seven days ago, you've had a a pretty good week. It looks like uh, the Omicron variant Uh, locally here is starting to uh, slowly plateau and plateauing means it's getting to its top limit and then it's going to start to slowly work its way down the numbers are starting to show a decrease but it doesn't mean you let your guard down uh, by any stretch of the imagination we'll get into all of that in just a minute in news and notes but uh, as we always do at the start of the show you're always wondering how it is you can get this fine piece of radio broadcasting well I am here to help you out. You can do it a number of ways. We are on live right now, 91.7 on your FM dial, WYXR. We are also live on the station website, which is WYXR.org. Uh, you can uh, listen live right now. We're also on the TuneIn app, T-U-N-E-I-N. Uh, go to it, uh, put in WYXR in the search, and you'll be able to catch us. And we do this little deal called Facebook Live every week as well. Uh, where you can uh, watch us while we are doing it. And we are also going to be posting these shows live once again on YouTube. So uh, it's always uh, a lot of different ways to catch us. And we are a podcast. And so as a podcast, when they post the show tomorrow afternoon sometime, you will be able to go to wherever it is you get your podcast. Very good. Again, thanks for uh Stopping in tonight, uh, we appreciate you. And don't think I don't notice that folks are starting to kind of catch on to uh, RTM a bit. And I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Uh, like, uh, share, subscribe. I'm missing one. Like, what is it? Like, follow, share, subscribe. Yeah. See, I had to, I had to check with DJ Lola about, about how to do all of that. So before we even get into it, you know how we like to celebrate you and that trip around the sun you made for another 365 years called a birthday. But before we announce you, there's a guy riding around out here on skates and they have like blue lights on the bottom of them. That just kind of distracted me. Anyway, hit it, Lola. <laughs> He's riding around out here in the Crosstown Concourse and his, uh, his uh, wheels are lighting up this fluorescent blue. Kind of interesting. Anyway. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday is on this day going out to Brenda Clark. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sean Fawcett. It is your birthday. Guy Hughes is celebrating today, as is John Washington III. Teresa Green, happy birthday to you. Peter Chauncey, happy birthday to you. And Val Trisha McKinney. 
Patricia McKinney, actually. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Today is your birthday. Happy birthday. And also, um, I want to acknowledge uh, not only uh, the January, the month of January birthdays, but this week, uh, there's a few I want to mention. Uh, Bishop Bob Midget is celebrating a birthday later on this week. Uh, also, Mitch Freeman. Ron Olson, big Ron, big radio guy, Ron Olson, is uh, celebrating his birthday. And a longtime friend of mine and uh, one of the best uh, TV photogs in the business, her name is Janice Bridges. And Janice is celebrating her birthday a bit later on this week as well. So to each and every one of you, I say happy birthday, happy upcoming birthday, and happy month of January birthdays, all that good stuff. And we will see you once again next year as we all make another trip around the sun, or at least I hope that for you. Thank you very much, Lola. All right, kids, let's get into uh, some news and notes, shall we? What do you think? Um, I mentioned it a minute ago. It looks as if, fingers crossed, uh, Omicron is starting to plateau. And uh, we are seeing a definite uh, shift in numbers uh, in terms of the new cases uh, and, uh, you know, the seven-day average, the PD, the, even the pediatric cases, while still high, are starting to come down a bit as well. So, yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed, but let's not take our foot off the gas. If you have not been vaccinated, uh, you need to do that. And you also need to, if you have been vaccinated and you qualify to get your booster, uh, you need to do that. Uh, you Anybody five and up can uh, get uh, shots uh, of uh, any of the particular uh, vaccines that are available. And speaking of that, um, this Saturday, actually Friday and Saturday, uh, the Tennessee Southwest um, Community College campus in the Whitehaven area is going to be open once again for vaccinations starting this Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and uh, on uh, Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So once again, if you um, if you haven't uh, done so already and you live in that part of town, uh, they are once again opening themselves up as a campus, and we appreciate that uh, to uh, offer vaccinations. Of course, you can always go to vaccine.gov to find out where you can get your vaccination. And, you know, the testing uh, situation, the government is sending out testing kits. All you have to do is go to the website and uh, put in your information. They're free, and uh, they will send them to your home. It'll take somewhere in the vicinity of 7 to 12 days to get it. And uh, it is the one where you swab the inside of your nose. You should have a uh, test result sometime within a 30-minute time period. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We, 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 we like things like that. In other news, uh, I know many of you uh, heard about the uh, horrific uh, accident last week, uh, which took the life of a Memphis police officer, uh, 32-year-old, uh, what's his name, Correll Jones, uh, was uh, struck by another vehicle. Um, he was on duty, 2.30 in the morning, um, and unfortunately, the driver of the other vehicle passed as well, died as well, so... You know, hearts and prayers go out to not only the Memphis Police Department, uh, his family for his loss, but also uh, for the other victim in this accident as well. The Memphis Police Department and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation joined together, and this was big news yesterday, uh, to create an operation to arrest men who were involved in human trafficking. They made nine arrests yesterday, uh, setting up, uh, setting up uh, deals for these guys to come to a hotel on Mud Island, by the way. And uh, they arrested nine folks and a woman on charges relating to human trafficking in the Mid-South. Officers were posing as 16-year-old girls uh, to uh, set up these appointments. And uh, all these guys came, and when they got there, they had the surprise, uh, not one that they were expecting. So nine folks arrested in terms of that. Now, a lot of you out here um, like to go to breakfast, like to go out to eat and enjoy yourself, you have a good time and all that kind of stuff. I know many of you were probably fans of the Blue Plate Cafe. Um, 20 years in the business, they closed their doors yesterday for the final 
time ever. The owner of that restaurant, uh, Mike Richmond, he died last October um, of cancer. And his daughter and the family was trying to, uh, you know, keep it running. They tried to run it as long as they could. Uh, but, uh, you know, yesterday was the last day. And uh, there were a lot of tears, a lot of emotion. Anytime somebody's been around 20 years and it becomes, a, you know, a favorite watering hole, a favorite eating spot, it was breakfast in the lunch place, uh, you know, they, they closed their doors. It's always sad to hear that, but uh, they left us with a lot of good memories as well. In sports, uh, the Titans, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are all now out of the playoffs. And so now you have four teams left. You have uh, – um, the Rams versus the 49ers, and you have the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, and already uh, the wagering has begun, and everybody's picking the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to become the uh, champions of the NFL again. But we're, if you saw those games, absolutely amazing. Every single game came down to the very last second. It was some good TV watching for sure. And one final thing in sports. Last week, Penny Hardaway, coach of your Memphis Tigers, um, after a rather humiliating loss to SMU, post-game press conference, got a little emotional, got a little irritated and upset, used some words that we normally don't use at press conferences uh, because he was a bit upset at some of the questions that were being asked. Well, he did apologize for that. You know, cooler heads prevail. After 24 hours, after a loss like that, you know, you have to come back down to yourself and say, look, I'm the head coach. I'm responsible for what goes on on the floor. And, and we move on from there. Yesterday they played Tulsa. And they had a double-digit lead going into the half and all the way up to the, pretty much close to the end of the game. They did win, but they won by two. I don't really care. A point. Two points. A win is a win, so we'll take it. Go, Tigers, go. That wraps it up for news and notes when we come back. And by the way, I didn't share this with you. Our guests tonight are uh, Sally Hines. She is the executive director and uh, president of MIFA. She's going to join me in just a few minutes to talk a little bit about what they're up to and uh, what 2022 is going to look like for them. A little bit later on in the show, Marcellus Harper. He is the executive director of collage dance and uh, he's going to talk to us about the resurgence of dance not only for the young ladies but for some of these young uh, men of color as well uh, they are doing an amazing job and they have a beautiful facility down there on uh, sam cooper and tillman uh, you can't help but 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 see it if you pass it if you're going up sam cooper and a bit later on in the broadcast we are going to talk with the longtime news anchor from Fox 13, his name is Daryl Green. Known him for a long time, and he is going to um, join us to talk about the face of news at Fox 13 and how things have changed in the last decade or so. But before we get into that, how about we get into the show? Yes, that's a good idea. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip. You know who you are. We'll take our first break. We're coming right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. The Brooks is open in Overton Park, home to Memphis Art Collection since 1916. The Memphis Brooks Museum of Art holds the largest collection of world art in the region, with more than 10,000 works spanning 5,000 years of art and cultures. Remember, every Wednesday is free and open until 8 p.m. They are a proud sponsor of WYXR. For more information about the museum and their exhibitions, visit brooksmuseum.org. You belong at the Brooks. <laughs> 
The Orpheum and WYXR invite you to an album listening party to celebrate the Memphis premiere of the Tony and Grammy Award-winning musical Town On January 28th from 6 to 8 p.m., stop by the WYXR HQ for a complimentary show-themed cocktail and listen to the original broadcast recording featuring music by celebrated singer-songwriter Anais Mitchell. RSVP at WYXR.org. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday afternoon, evening. I'm your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us. Uh, as I said earlier, the gang is all here. Lola's on the board. Jack is here. Nicole is here as well. Uh, ready to uh, take this sh- show off in flight, so to speak. Uh, my first guest is not a stranger to this broadcast, nor is she a stranger to the Mid-South community because of where she works and because of the fine works uh, that this organization does. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome back to Real Talk Memphis, Sally Hines. She is the executive director of MIFA. And Sally, Happy New Year, and I'm glad you're back. Happy New Year, Chip. It's great to be here. Yes, ma'am, absolutely that. So, you know, um, I know that uh, it has been, I think the last time you and I talked about how challenging it's been navigating this thing, you know, called COVID, not once, (laughs) not twice, but now maybe three different times. But as we get into uh, this new year, it looks like uh, maybe we've seen a peak and we're slowly going to start to descend, which is good news for everybody. But I wanted to get you back to talk a little bit about the challenges that you faced in 2021. And as you look forward into 2022, what we can expect from your fine organization. Right. Well, Thanks for that. Yes, certainly, you know, the challenges were were great. And one of one of the things that that we have really seen is um, how the needs in our community were just exacerbated uh, during these last few years. Right. But even before that, um, we knew that our community, unfortunately, has a high degree of senior food insecurity. Mm-hmm. And um, the pandemic did not create that. It was here before, and unfortunately, it's still with us. Right. So according to the most recent state of senior hunger study that was done, I think, in 2017, Memphis has the highest senior food insecurity rate of any large metropolitan area in our country. Um, and we just don't want that to stand. I don't want that, uh, you know, in five more years, I don't want Memphis to be known for that. Right. So at MIFA, we are really focused on what we can do to make a difference there. So, you know, having said that, and, and, and you're speaking truth, um, and because, and we all know that Memphis is, is, is uh, um, you know, has its challenges to be sure, poverty, uh, food insecurity, and things like that. I know when you and I talked offline a little bit, you were talking uh, about uh, some of the, uh, uh, besides some of the things that you do on a daily basis uh, to help Mid-Southerners, uh, uh, some other things that you were looking at doing uh, as we get into a new year. Can you talk to us about that? Right. So what we are doing is we are launching the MIFA Senior Hunger Growth and Innovation Fund. Okay. And we have really big ideas with what we want to do with this fund and specifically with our Meals on Wheels program over the next three to four years. Mm -hmm. Um, One, there is a waiting list of uh, seniors in our community who want this service. 
So we want to eliminate that waiting list. Nobody should have to wait um, to be part of the Meals on Wheels program. Right. Um, we, we want to recruit volunteers to support the growth. We'll need more volunteers to, to support serving more. We want to invest in staff and equipment. We might need freezers and ovens and kitchen capacity. And then what I think is really exciting is we want to explore um, innovations. Can we partner with hospitals? Can we partner with healthcare clinics to help their patients? Uh, recycled packaging, we'd love to upgrade to that and help you know, our environment, maybe electric vehicles. They're all, our dreams are big, Jeff. Yeah, 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 it, it, it sounds like it. And for those of you who are just joining us, I'm speaking with Sally Hyde. She is the executive director of the fine organization we know as MIFA. And, you know, you're, you're, you're obviously very targeted. And you mentioned a minute ago about the waiting list uh, for seniors, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the food issue here. But there are a lot of very unique challenges. But the one thing that I've noticed about the Mid-South and all of the partnering organizations and, 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 and even governmental entities is that everybody wants to uh, get involved. I don't think there are too many people that are going to say, no, we don't like that idea. or No, we're not willing to help. I'm sure that you have uh, brought a lot of folks around the table who have some good ideas in terms of how we reach these goals. Am I correct? That's right. We have a, a very strong board who's helping with us. And uh, uh, the Aging Commission of the Mid-South is a strong partner in wanting to make a difference here. And, and Chip, I just want to say you're talking about people who want to make a difference. Right. Um, just last week, I think, you know, time is kind of a blur a little bit, but last week uh, yeah. when I was at MIFA one day walking in and there were three or four members of our fine Memphis Fire Department and they were there picking up meals to go and deliver. So it, that's such a wonderful and easy way to help. And you talk about partners in the community who are stepping up to do that. It was that was great to see. Now I know you have uh, you have uh, many 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 volunteers um, that help your organization, or else you couldn't do what you do on a daily basis. And more and more are coming all the time. It never ceases to amaze me, and I don't know if that's even a fair word to use, but the generosity and the and the true can do give back spirit of people in in this city. It it absolutely is something I would think that, you know, could be a model for this entire country because whenever there's a need in Memphis and Shelby County, and you know that better than I do, that folks step up and you don't you only have to if you have to ask once, you'll only have to ask once. That's we you, like other everyone else that you've read in the paper at, at the height of the Omicron variant. Yeah. We had drivers who had to stay home because maybe they were exposed. Right. We had volunteers who had to stay home. And so we put out the call a time or two on social media. If anybody can help for these next two weeks, we'd love to have you. And, you know, former volunteers or the fire department or whoever it was really stepped up. So we just didn't meet, miss a beat. It was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I, and I see the growth. I see that, you know, you, you, you know, you're hiring more folks over there. And, you know, a sign of a sign of growth, you know, means that, you know, clearly not only that there is a need, but that you're doing something right. And that people, you know, I, I know you talk to a lot of folks, you know, um, in your organization. OK, let's target. Let's let's talk about some of the things that 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 we see in front of us that are pressing issues of concern. And you and you and you laid out a couple of them, but you all do so much more. I mean, a lot of us know about Meals on Wheels and and you know about the food insecurity in terms of the seniors. But I mean, there is so much more to my the rent assistance. There's a lot of very uh, big programmatics. Can you lay out just some of the programs that, in case people may have forgotten, what else it is that MIFA does? Right. Thank you, Chip, because I have focused on our, our programs for seniors, but we uh, have just equal programs for uh, yeah. families yeah. in our community. And we're able to do everything from uh, utility assistance to rent assistance to um, shelter placement if a family is unfortunately experiencing homelessness, yeah. all, all the way to helping a family find a permanent housing, a new place to live. I mean, I mean, the need um, is tremendous, isn't it? I mean, I know you've been heading this organization for a while, but the need is it, it is tremendous. And I don't think there's any any shame uh, in, 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 in saying it and because it is what it is. 
I think what matters is we know what it is, but we know mm-hmm. now what we need to do to address it. Am I correct? Right. I, I, you're exactly right. I think we've seen it. We can't hide it any longer. But I do think it's positive. A silver lining of the, of the pandemic has been that uh, government agencies and nonprofit agencies and um, our corporate community, I think, have really come together yeah. uh, in a more cohesive way to try to attack these big problems. And I know that's, that none of that's got to make your job easier. But, <laughs> you know, once again, uh, for people who want to get involved, for people who want to be a part of the organizations, hey, what can I do to help? You know, what do you need me to do? How do people get in touch with uh, your organization and uh, the phone number, email address, whatever you want to give? Um, the best place to go is to the website, mifa.org, and you can uh, easily navigate from either how to make a donation, how to volunteer. We've got several ways to, to volunteer, Meals on Wheels, but also phone buddies calling some of our most isolated clients, and that's been a great thing to do during the pandemic because you can do it from home. I mean, it's 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 convenient and it and it's easy and you know I've 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 I've, I've been a part of the volunteer effort to deliver you know meals to to seniors and, and I gotta tell you something, man, it, these folks out here, uh, the amount of gratitude that they feel, um, and there's always uh, someone who delivers food. You know, you have a smile on your face because they have a smile on their face seeing uh-huh. you. You got to go home every day feeling pretty good, even in spite of the challenges. I would imagine. Right. It, it's, the, it's the best thing. If you need a lift, if you need to feel good, yeah. I tell you, come deliver meals and it'll make your day. You got that right. Sally Hines, Executive Director of MIFA, thank you for what you do as an organization, what you mean to the city of Memphis and Shelby County. And listen, you know, you always have an open invitation to Real Talk. Anytime you have something you want to share with this audience, you are absolutely welcome. Well. Thank you so much. I think we'll have a few more things, so we'll be in touch, Chip. And I do have to say, I love driving by the Dance Collective. It is one of my favorite things to do. Man. And being able to look in the windows and seeing those young people. So uh, good luck with this next guest. Y'all have some fun. Yeah, thank you so much, Sally. And, and you take care of yourself, and we'll talk soon, okay? All right, fine. Bye-bye. Sally Hines, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Executive Director of MIFA, and we all know what uh, great work MIFA does. And I mean, just really to be affiliated with them and to have them uh, as part of uh, what we do on a daily basis uh, to take care of our folks here in Memphis and Shelby County, nothing better than that. And since she sort of helped me with the tease, uh, when we come back after this next break, I will be speaking with Marcellus Harper. He is the executive director of Collage Dance. And yeah, I have a few questions for him. I may even do a little move myself. Anyway, no. I'm chill. <laughs> Lola's looking at me like I got three heads right now. This is Real Talk Memphis. Next break, right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea, then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Russ College is now accepting applications for the fall 2022 semester. Located in Holly Springs, Mississippi and just minutes away from Memphis, Russ College offers degree programs in business, education, math, science, and much more. Call 662-252-8000, extension 4043 for more details. Russ College hosts its Spring High School Preview Day, February 16, 2022. For more information, it's on our website at russcollege.edu. Russ College, where tomorrow's leaders are students today. Brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, offering brand new musical experiences like concerts, live score film screenings, record release parties, weekly music pop-ups, and so much more. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com visit. Russ College is now accepting applications for the fall 2022 semester. Located in Holly Springs, Mississippi and just minutes away from Memphis, Russ College offers degree programs in business, education, math, science, and much more. Call 662-252-8000, extension 4043 for more details. Russ College hosts its Spring High School Preview Day, February 16, 2022. For more information, it's on our website at russcollege.edu. Russ College, where tomorrow's leaders are students today. 
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR. And he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Hey and howdy and welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday, the 24th day of January. Very happy to have you with us and want to uh, go down the uh, the feed here on my Facebook Live and say hey to a few folks. Terry uh, Anderson, cousin, is checking in tonight. Audrey Hill and my niece, uh, Erica from uh, California, Erica Ransom. She's checking in. Uh, Gary Shelton, what's good? Uh, Harriet Walter, Waters is, is checking in tonight as well. Sarah Gum is uh, on board, and my good buddy Drill, Mandrill McLaughlin, is watching. And if I missed you, um, you know, maybe I'll have to scroll up and down here to see if I, if, if I did or not. But thank you all for, for tuning us in and, and checking us out tonight. My next guest is someone uh, who, who, who got my interest um, as, well, for two reasons. First of all, um, I saw a story a couple of weeks ago uh, on this, uh, this dance group uh, really dedicated to, to young people of color, boys and girls, and also this brand new studio, state-of-the-art studio that they have down on Sam Cooper and Tillman uh, called uh, Collage Dance. And I am very happy to have uh, as my next guest, Mr. Marcellus Harper. He is the executive director of Collage Dance. And Marcellus, Happy New Year, and thanks for coming on Real Talk. Happy New Year to you, Chip, and thank you very much for having me. Well, look, man, th- this uh, this uh, whole deal you got going on with this uh, uh, collage dance is really, really impressive, and it it it, it really it's 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 a stand kind of a standout alone kind of a deal. I mean, you're prepping these young people, you know, for for a chance at you know maybe collegiate, even professional uh, artistry um, as we move forward. But um, let's let's back up a little bit. Tell us how long uh, collage dance has been around, and um, especially here in Memphis. Great question. Well, we are celebrating our 12th year in Memphis. So oh, okay. um, it's 12 years ago, we, we launched the school um, and the professional company, and, and we're very excited to, to be here. Um, this very much started out as um, really you know, our mission is to inspire the growth and diversity of ballet. So we've been very focused on really using the art form, in particular classical ballet, to really help young people, um, you know, do better in school, mm-hmm. um, help them improve social outcomes, and also provide a pipeline for kids who have talent to be able to do this professionally. All those things that you just said are absolutely amazing. Most of the time, and a lot of times, if we're telling the truth, we hear stories about our young people in a negative vein. But you're doing something to start to teach these kids very young um, and, 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 and give them a sense of hope and give them a sense of, of a real opportunity at, at really a limitless opportunity, I mean, a limitless chance uh, to really make themselves uh, something of themselves. And not only that, to be role models for another generation coming up uh, as well. Speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the major disadvantages of kids who lived in under-resourced communities, uh, particularly lots of kids of of color, um, is that we are not exposed. um, And and this was true. This was my, you know, this was true for me and many of the people that I know that I grew up with were just not exposed to the endless possibilities that exist Mm -hmm. there in terms of what are viable um, paths, what are viable professional paths or viable social paths that we can take. And so what excites me about um, the work that we do at Collage, it's not just that we are engaging young people with classical ballet, but what we're doing in the process is really helping them to expand their horizon. Right. And know that their limits and 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 are that they have that they have fewer limits than they think, and that there are many more opportunities out there for them um, than maybe what they are exposed to um, in their day to day life. We are speaking with uh, Marcellus Harper. He is the executive director of Collage Dance. 
wonderful, wonderful uh, organization in town. And you really talked about it uh, when you mentioned the, the word exposed and endless possibilities. Now, you know, when I think of dance, I think of naturally the, uh, the Dance Theater of, of Harlem. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is, a, you know, kind of the, the, the sort of the preeminent uh, professional organization I would imagine for 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 dancers of color. You have um, really seen an influx, and in, at least for me, um, you know, you generally think of you know um, this uh, type of dance, you know, females, you know, ballerinas and things like that. But there has been a a real concerted effort to involve young men uh, in this as well. Talk about that. Yeah, well, Kevin Thomas is our artistic director who um, had a very long and extensive uh, professional career, Mm -hmm. talks a lot when we get in front of kids about the history of ballet. And what many kids and what many of us don't know is that ballet actually was created on men, Um, that it wasn't an art form that was created on women. Men were the first ballet dancers. Is that right? um, I didn't know Over 400 years ago. Wow. And it wasn't until the invention of the point shoe um, that women kind of, you know, came to the same or were elevated to the same level as men. So um, a lot of what we try to do is, is um, overcome a lot of stigmas um, and, you know, and, you know, overcome myths, yeah. help some educate the community on what ballet is, what dance is and what it's not. Um, and so, you know, when you talk about the dance theater of Harlem, you can't have performances, you can't have the Nutcracker, you can't have Swan Lake, you can't have Sleeping Beauty without men. You know, these are stories um, and in any narrative and any story, um, men are included. Mm-hmm. And so it just would be incomplete uh, for there not to be representation. Um, and so that's what we try to express. I mean, and, and it's really as simple as that. It's a very athletic art form. Um, it's not what you it's not what you think about um, when you watch a Disney movie. And so a lot of times, even the girls that come to start training with us, we have to dispel a lot of myths for them. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to come and it's going to be rainbows and, uh, you know, unicorns <laughs> yeah. and, and and fairy dust. Yeah. And it's like, no, get down in a plank and, you know, or, yeah. you know, let's get this, this ad, let's get, you know, it's ab work, it's core work, it's strength and agility training. And so it's really about dispelling, dispelling myths around what ballet is and what it isn't. And we're very... Um, Grateful to be able to do that work here. Well, you're, you're teaching, uh, you're teaching uh, structure, you're teaching discipline, and 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 a lot of these uh, young people, as you said, you know, they come into it, you know, seeing what they see in movies and on television. But once they they really get into all of this and really understand the fundamentals of what uh, ballet dance is all about. Um, they really see a whole nother world. And what I'm excited about when I see things like this and I hear things by things like this is not only the ones uh, who are in the program now, uh, but the ones um, who move on and perhaps become, um, you know, dancers in college, uh, professional dancers, you know, on Broadway or wherever, you know, that they can reach back and teach back, uh, reach back, you know, and pull others and say, look, this is this is you know this has been a, a, a wonderful opportunity for me. It can be just as wonderful an opportunity for you, and that in and of itself, to me, is what really sort of changes the parameter. I agree a thousand percent. I, you said it wonderfully. I can't. I don't think I can articulate it any better. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, when I when I, I drive by and like I said, when I go home tonight, I'll be driving right by and I see. The young ladies, you know, doing their work, but it, but it does, it, it, it does, um, it really teach. Um, it's a very disciplined uh, art form, and uh, you know, in order for it to look good and and you to be good, you have to follow that discipline. Now, um, having said that, you know, as as they go through, is is it? Please educate me. Is it like you know? Is it is a is a course curriculum is it is it a yearly thing can they stay as long i mean how young and you know to what age things like that beautiful question um we operate under a unified curriculum mm-hmm. uh, we have formal training programs for dancers starting at four years old um, we actually start them at two we have a creative movement program for dancers who are two and three. Oh my then we um begin our formal training programs which start at four and then they move through a series and we have 11 programs that they move through, that they matriculate through. Um, and then hopefully for those who have a passion and who um, are committed, 
um, they will graduate and then be able to either uh, attend a college program on scholarship, that's always our goal, mm -hmm. and or do this professionally. And we've had students go on to Broadway, we've had students compete in, um, you know, So You Think You Can Dance, the finals, we have students at, at Ailey, you know, um, in, you know in, in college, we have students in San Francisco, um, and so in, in New York. So, I mean, we're seeing that pipeline work. We actually are gearing up for our return to the stage and at the end of February, Rise is our trademark show. Okay. February 19th and 20th. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the Dance Theater of Harlem. One of the exciting things about it is that the Dance Theater of Harlem will be performing with us. Oh my. It's the first time DTH has been in Memphis for five years. The first time we'll perform together on stage. It's our return to the stage after two years. Um, and so you'll see men, you'll see men at the top of their craft performing the show. You'll see boys, you'll see girls. I mean, you see the full pipeline, but at the end of the day, you're gonna see really excellent world-class art that I don't believe a lot of Memphians know exists right here in their backyard. Man, you're not kidding. And, I, and I, I'll tell you this, man, kudos, kudos, and kudos for what it is that you are doing uh, you know, not only for an entire generation of folks, but 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 for a future pipeline to come. Now, for anybody who is interested in uh, being a part of what you do at um, Collage Dance, give us all the information, telephone numbers, websites, the whole nine yards. Absolutely. And there's a myriad of ways that you can engage with us. Uh, so if you're interested in classes, uh, we actually have a winter open house coming up February 26th. And mm -hmm. so to get an invite to that open house, you can go to our website at collagedance.org mm -hmm. or give us a call at 901-800-1873. Um, as I said, our return to the stage is in about four weeks at the Cannon Center for the Performing Arts, February 19th and 20th. Right. We'll be able to see the company in action. I guarantee, again, we're creating work not for people who necessarily love ballet. We want to engage them too. Mm -hmm. But I'm mm -hmm. looking for people. I'm looking for the truck drivers. I'm looking for the <laughs> basketball players. I'm looking for the guys who think that ballet is not for them, that it's boring, that it's stuffy. I'm looking for them to come and see this art form and see, um, you know, and, 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 to, and to be transformed and inspired. And so that's what Rise is all about. It's really made for anyone. Man, look, you know, and, 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 and there are a lot of examples of what you just said. There are a lot of professional athletes in football, basketball, you know, and, and various sports who use ballet, who are trained classically in ballet to help them um, perform even better in the sports that, 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 that they are proficient in. This is exciting to me, man. I'm really, really happy um, that you came on the show tonight. And, and should and, we also, not to, I'm sorry, not to no, go. No, no, go, go, go. I would. I forgot to mention that we also have adult classes. So I would love to see you in adult class. We have we have adult ballet. We have Zumba. We have hip hop cardio. We have line dancing on Fridays. Oh, we have a full gamut of adult programming. Uh, so we want this new space. We just we invested about ten million dollars in Binghampton. Yes. Um, yes. And so we want this new space to really amplify um, this community, to really add vibrancy to our city, and to really get people moving and engage with what we feel is one of the most beautiful art forms on the planet. All I can say to that is amen, my friend. And if it didn't hurt me just to stand on a regular basis, I, I'd come down there. But but, uh, but but all seriousness aside, listen, all kidding aside, thank you so much, um, Marcellus, for coming on the show. And please keep us posted uh, on, uh, on on any of the upcoming events or, or activities that you all have or registrations and things like that. I want to stay in close contact with you because I believe – so totally in what you're doing because you're, you're, you're just helping, you're, you're helping an entire generation and God bless you and all of the folks that work uh, for uh, Collage Dance. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you, Chip. And again, um, I appreciate people like you who are using your platform to help tell our story. So um, just nothing but gratitude. Appreciate it. Man, thank you so much. Take care of yourself. I'm sure we'll be talking before the year is out. All right. You okay. too. Yes, sir. Boy, that was, you know, if when you when you do stories like this and when you hear about things like this and you heard the passion that Marcella is to say, look, basically we have something for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter your gender. We have something for everybody. 
Let us get behind something like this. Let us get behind collage dance. Let us support it to the fullest. Let it be to where they can't take any more people because so many people are interested in it. And again, Rise comes in another uh, in February, that, that big performance uh, that he talked about uh, that is coming to town at the Cannon Center. We'll be talking more about that before uh, it gets here. But thank you so much, Marcellus Harper, for coming on the show. We're going to take our final break. And when we come back, Hopefully my good friend, Mr. Uh, Daryl Green, who is the longtime news anchor at Fox 13 here in Memphis, will join us for a conversation. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. The Orpheum and WYXR invite you to an album listening party to celebrate the Memphis premiere of the Tony and Grammy Award winning musical Town. On January 28th from 6 to 8 p.m., stop by the WYXR HQ for a complimentary show-themed cocktail and listen to the original broadcast recording featuring music by celebrated singer-songwriter Anais Mitchell. RSVP at WYXR.org. The Brooks is open in Overton Park, home to Memphis art collection since 1916. The Memphis Brooks Museum of Art holds the largest collection of world art in the region, with more than 10,000 works spanning 5,000 years of art and cultures. Remember, every Wednesday is free and open until 8 p.m. They are a proud sponsor of WYXR. For more information about the museum and their exhibitions, visit brooksmuseum.org. You belong at the Brooks. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org. The University of Memphis is proud to be a founding partner of WYXR. They've recently been named an R1 institution by the Carnegie Classification of Institutions of Higher Education, putting the U of M in the top tier of research universities nationally. This milestone solidifies the university as one of two flagship public institutions in Tennessee. More information at memphis.edu. Rust College is now accepting applications for the fall 2022 semester. Located in Holly Springs, Mississippi and just minutes away from Memphis, Rust College offers degree programs in business, education, math, science, and much more. Call 662-252-8000, extension 4043 for more details. Rust College hosts its spring high school preview day, February 16, 2022. For more information, it's on our website at rustcollege.edu. Rust College, where tomorrow's leaders are students today. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real And welcome back to Real Talk. What happened? I don't hear myself. I don't hear anything. Can y'all hear me? I don't, I don't, I don't. Hang on just a second. I don't hear anything. 
Okay, Daryl is up there too, by the way. You can hear me, but I can't. I can't hear anything in my headphones. So I'm hoping that uh, maybe, maybe we can. All right. Well, listen. Uh, I can't. I don't know what happened. I can't, I can't hear anything in my headphone. But hopefully, they're, they're, I, I got it now. We got it now. Thanks. So listen. Um, we were talking a few minutes ago uh, about uh, news in this town, and you know, I'm proud to say I'm an alumnus of uh, Fox 13, and. I'm very happy to have with me right now. There he is, my man. Uh, he has been at uh, Fox 13 for over a decade. You see him every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, he is the evening anchor. He is Mr. Daryl Green. And Daryl, thank you so much for coming on Real Talk, man. I appreciate you. You got your audio? You unmuted? De-unmute yourself so we can hear you. Okay, so he said, all right, well, we're we're working on that aspect of things. But uh, uh, listen, I want to, there he is right there. Can you hear me? He's still muted. He's still muted, okay. They keep telling me you're muted, my friend. I can see him, but I can't hear him just yet. I don't know what's going on. Um, But uh, while we effort to try to get him, and Daryl, you keep working on that thing. And if I hear you talking, man, we we gonna we gonna go ahead and move. We gonna go ahead and get you in here. Uh, But uh, I'm really I'm I'm still kind of reverberating on this last interview that we had uh, uh, with uh, Collage Dance and uh, Marcellus Harper um, about this is the type of program that is so desperately needed in our city. Uh, because it takes the focus and attention off of uh, a lot of the negative news that we hear uh, on a daily basis, and even you know that Dale uh, has to broadcast on a daily basis, and really focuses and accentuates the positive. Uh, th- this is something that really can change the face of what it is that Memphis is all about. Maybe we can be known. For, we're known for a lot of different things, and uh, arts and everything else, and um, uh, you know culture and things like that, but. Uh, with a program like this, this could take us to a whole new level. Dare you there? He's what now? Okay, he's connecting. Okay, we're vamping a little bit here, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, that's 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 kind of how this thing goes. You know, I'm a I'm a broadcaster by 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 uh, trade, so I I can vamp. He said he said he said one minute. I think one second. <laughs> But anyway, it's been a, it's been a great show so far, and I'm gonna get him in here. We we still have a little time on the clock, but time is moving a little fast here. Uh, that we can get Daryl on um, to see if we can't talk a little bit about local news and and its impact on how we we view things on a daily basis. Fox 13 is a station, of course, uh, that uh, has a big you know audience. You know, I w- I would say uh, in big urban audience uh, in particular. But you know, how do you? How has news gathering changed? How has the process of news changed? How has you know how, how they do what they do in terms of stories, the suggestions, and ideas? How, how how does all that work? You know, and everything like that. So, hey, Daryl, you got me now. I got you, my friend. You look sideways, but you're. I don't know what happened with the angle, but you. But you're side. There you go, my man. There he is, Daryl. I've got a. I've got an iPhone too. Yes, sir. <laughs> he said, I've got an iPhone, too. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Hey, no, the thing telling me, go to settings, and I'm, I'm like, I'm in settings. You. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the esteemed news anchor from Fox 13, Daryl Green, is joining us, my friend. How are you, sir? How you doing, man? You all right? Yes, I am, man. And thank you for taking some time to come on the show. I know how busy a fella you are. We're going to jump into it while we have a few minutes here. So, you know, you've been you've been uh, you've been providing news uh, to the Mid-South for well over a decade here at, at Fox 13. And as I said earlier, I don't know if you heard me or not, but uh, I, I am a, I am an alumnus of that station as well. So I have a I have a, a you know, a, a partiality, you know, toward the folks at Fox 13. Yes, sir. Absolutely that. So, 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 D. First of all, you you anchor all of the all of the prime time coverage, really from five o'clock on. Am I correct? That is correct. Five, six, nine, and ten. Five, six, nine, and ten. And you've been here now how long? Over over a decade, right? Uh, it'll be twelve years in August. Twelve years in August. Tell me, uh, if you will, what goes into uh, you know your day in terms of 
producing uh, a, a a newscast that folks you know want to see. Now you and I both know we're old news dogs, and and we know you know a lot of folks you know you know may turn away from local news because of the content of news. But how do you go about setting up your day in terms of uh, the, the content that you provide uh, to thousands on a daily basis? Let me comment first on the thing that you just said because I get a lot of that. I get a lot of I don't watch news because it's also negative. Yeah. To which I I, I understand that to a point. I get it, and and Chip, you've been there too. You don't like talking about the negative any more than I do. Sure. You get tired of talking about shootings. Yeah. You get tired of talking about poverty. You get tired of talking about blight. Mm-hmm. You really tired of talking about COVID. But while national news and the national news, news landscape, in my opinion, over the past two decades has completely changed and turned into an entertainment industry, local news by and large in and of itself, outside of some editorials, which some stations still do, is still that it's still news and it's good solid journalism time in and time out Mm -hmm. it's information you need you need to know what's going on in your community i'm sorry if it's by and large negative if you think it's negative change your community don't change your view wow yeah that's a that's a yeah that's a very good point you can't you can't look out you can't look out a different window and and hope that it's you know it's different you just can't that's not how the world works so anyway i'm off my pulpit now as far as today (laughs) Uh, you know, man, it's it's really while it's 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 intense work. It's not hard work, and and I hope I'm saying that right. A lot of thought and a lot of diligence goes into preparing a news day. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm I'm not a managing editor. I'm not a news director. I'm a news anchor and I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist at heart. Mm-hmm. But I do get to play a role in shaping how the day goes as far as what we cover. I, I get a voice in that. Yeah. But by and large, um, here at Fox 13, it's it's done by a really solid committee. Uh, we have a news director, a managing editor, a content and control editor, and two executive producers in every meeting. And, you know, reporters bring in stories and they go, ABC, here are the stories I think we should cover. You know, from my perspective and, you know, going through my different beats and my worldview, uh, we take the news of the day and you mash all that together and you formulate the day based on the substance. Because, you know, we're, we're not newsmakers. We're headline makers. Yeah. Absolutely. We do yeah. headlines and we do, you know, that's our job is to distill this massive amount of information into what we decide, you know, should be put out there and, and should be put at the forefront. Now, so in my opinion, there's no, there's no thing as bad news. There's only news. You're the one who has to determine if it's bad or good. Uh, uh, wrap it up here with uh, Daryl Green, uh, the longtime anchor at uh, Fox uh, 13 News. And, and I, I just want to ask you real quick, D, um, as, sure. as we're about to get out of here. But, um, you know, I remember, and you do too, back in the day when, when news used to have a, 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 a shutoff button. I mean, they used to actually just like, just like say goodnight and actually several hours would go by and then you start a day anew. Now we live in a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, 365-day news cycle. Is that just crazy or what? It is to me. It still is to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, but that's, that's where we are. It is, but it's what society demands because we're a 24-7, 365 society now, and that's all thanks to social media. Yeah. Personally, I think social media is one of the worst things that humanity has ever created because <laughs> of the amount of disinformation that does get out. Yeah. There's something that can be done with it with small businesses. Beyond that, I don't think social media has a place in society and certainly not in journalism. I don't believe that the two can coexist. I don't believe social media and journalism should coexist. I think they both have their different channels and places. Well, that is a very, very, you know, I might have you back so we can have a longer conversation about all of this. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, man. It's that. Go back to iPhone 101 and learn how to. (laughs) Well, that iPhone two thing, you know, you might want to, you might want to rethink that. But, but, uh, (laughs) but listen. No, 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 my friend. We're gonna have you back. But thank you so much for coming on. And I love what you said. You know, don't change the town. Change, change the community. That, that really is. That's a mouthful. We're gonna jump into that a bit deeper next time I have you. But thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate you. Anytime, and I'll set up 30 minutes ahead of time next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Daryl. Thank you so much. Daryl Green from Fox 13 News. Uh, uh, he made it, and we had a good conversation, uh, even in spite of the iPhone, too. But listen, thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, as Lola plays this out for another wonderful, wonderful edition of uh, Real Talk Memphis. And I see you all on there. There's so many people watching. My brother is actually watching us tonight. Linda Hardaway is, and Valerie Person is 
checking in as well. So many folks watching us tonight and uh, checking the show out. Listen, if you have a show idea or you want to be a guest on this show, you better ask somebody. This is a pretty good show. And I hope that, uh, you know, you might want to come on and express your point of view, share some insights that maybe we didn't know, talk about your organization, your group, or just whatever you find interesting that I might find interesting. Thank you to Lola. Thank you to Jack. Thank you to Nicole. To Nicole and thank you to everybody um, who is helping to make this show uh, something worth listening to on Monday evenings from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on this fine radio station. So for all of us, and for me, Chip, thanks again for a great, great show. I'm Chip, and we're out.